What do I mean when I say time on task? After living it personally, then testing it on over a thousand athletes and retesting the principles on over 500 Olympic and Paralympic athletes, their parents and coaches, I am convinced that most of us spend far too much time on the wrong tasks thinking we will end up with the right results. The 10,000 hour concept has gained a lot of traction, so it is believed that this is the way to become the best of the best of the best. But our research shows that this is popular, but it is not what happened. Every student in North America spends just slightly more than 10,000 hours going to school, but it doesn't mean they're all going to be the best of the best of the best. That they go on to spend an additional 10,000 hours in advanced education, and certainly not all of those become the best of the best of the best. Now, I realize some of you are saying, yeah, but there are some that come out the best of the best, just like there's only a gold and a silver and a bronze medal. But what I'm saying is that if you have to put in more time or that much time and you can't find it or don't have it, then how are you going to make it? I didn't put in 10,000 hours, not even close. But if you chase the 10,000 hour theory and see if the best in the world chase that concept, you will find that it just isn't the case. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope you will tell your friends and coworkers and people you know, go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and click on 831 and subscribe, download, and listen to this podcast. Let us know if you like it, rate and review us, and become an 831-er. Somebody that was inspired by this podcast to help somebody else live their best life. Well, every athlete I have trained, I started with teaching them what I did in six years and 10 months to go from a 12-year-old boy born on a farm in the prairies with no mountains to the Olympic Games and was the third best overall skier in the world. I did what I was taught from birth, how to be on task in the time that I had. I tested every young athlete, every business person, every parent and every coach and anybody that wanted to be tested to find out if it was true that what I did was what they did. I found different results. The best athlete was only 41% of the time on task in the time that they had to get to where they wanted to get. How could that be? The average has stayed almost the same since I started working with people over 30 years ago. In the time they have to go after and become what they said they wanted to become, they are only on task 11 to 17% of the time. I had to be asking the wrong question. This can't be. I spoke at a company event and the president asked me to help his company grow after I spoke. I laid out the plan and I asked him to get his people to fill out how they invested their time in 15-minute increments every 24 hours for a week. When the results came back, it was always the same. When I trained young athletes and asked them to do the same results were always the same. The only time they were on task when they crossed it was in their participation with each other 11 to 17% of the time. Employees were at work, athletes at their sport, putting in time, but they were doing things that mattered only 11 to 17% of the time. Because they were doing what everyone else was doing, we get the same results, and so everybody's happy. Everyone has a job and goes to work every day, so what's the big deal? Every young athlete signs up and does what everyone else is doing. The 168 kids that beat me in my first race all did the same things. Yet even though I was the 169th, the last placed kid in that race, having never raced before, I was learning how to ski and race at the same time. I had maybe 20 days of skiing under my feet when I raced that first race. 
How come I ended up in the Olympic Games as the third best overall skier in the world at 18 years of age, coming from a serious brain concussion at 10 years of age and the prairies where there are no mountains? How come the first athlete I trained who was playing midget hockey before I met him, after 19 weeks of training with me, was asked to try out for the NHL's Calgary Flames in their rookie camp? I didn't teach him how to play hockey. Could it be that we were all putting in time and were not on the right task? The businessman who asked for help to improve his company and other businesses that I've worked with had all the employees fill out the timesheets and based on analysis, the results were the same as the athletes. We were asked to watch and evaluate each person, but had to wait a month to prepare the criteria. The day we were to begin the project was canceled. This has happened every time. The president told me the following, and I've had the same response every time. In the last month, with everyone knowing they're going to be evaluated and how they spend their time, we have seen an increase in sales of unprecedented points of percentage that there is no need for us to go any further. Thank you for your help. In both of these cases, my first reaction was to examine what it is that worked and what it is that is true for me and is it true for others. So, after researching 500 Olympic and Paralympic athletes, their parents and their coaches, asking them the same questions, what surprised me can only be described by saying the following. If you're following what everyone else is doing, you'll get the same results everyone else is getting. You're making another lap around the mountain you're trying to climb. The Olympic and Paralympic athletes are working every day on purpose, building the mountain they are climbing on task in the time that they have before they do anything else. The best athlete I trained, who was 41% efficient at being on task in the time that they had, was already an Olympic gold medalist. Their focus was clearly 240 to 372% higher in efficiency than the typical person I was training. Is this the difference? Is this what happens if you're on task in the time that you have? It starts with how you were raised. I looked, I examined, I questioned, I studied. I spent most of my life trying to understand how I could go from where I began. How to understand how I ended up in Sapporo, Japan in 1972 at the 11th Olympic Winter Games in six years and 10 months. And the number one thing that came out of the 28 things I did that others didn't do was being on task in the time that I had, every day. The total number of hours skiing in that time was 3,686 hours, with two-thirds of that time not done on a mountain. That doesn't equate to the 10,000-hour rule. If you are on task in the time that you have, you will spend more time preparing to prepare to perform than you will practicing to perform. And this was consistent with my findings. The first time I was taught this was when I was a boy. We were picking rocks next to a seeded field. Dad took the square spade and cut away the soil around some seeds and the plants in a water run. Carefully, he scraped the dirt away, then returned to where we were picking rocks. We picked until lunchtime when he, on purpose, returned to the spade stuck in the soil. Sonny asked, What do you see pointing to the now dry soil and plants? Well, I see single healthy, three-foot-high plants and seeds with roots going deep into the soil. We got down close to the seed, and then he said the following. 
Each seed is doing the same thing. Each seed is on task in the time that it has. And once planted from the inside out, it grows, sending down roots, searching for what it needs to mature growth. The seed can do this, son, because it has all that it needs inside it. Miles of roots, deeper and deeper, finding what it needs to produce a couple hundred seeds that are the best seeds it can make. It never takes a day off. It never takes a vacation. Never stops growing until the task is complete. Son, this seed is on task the whole time and sacrifices what it was every day, changing into a beautiful plant with five to eight stalks with heads of grain, giving back more than it was. Son, he would say, what will you do with your life? You have the choice. Son, what will you do with your time? Will you grow and send down roots seeking what you need, not what you want, and be all you can be? Bringing your life and your gift to this world, leaving it greater and better? Will you make the sacrifices and change every day like this little seed does every moment of every day? How many times do you think I heard that story? almost every day for years until I could repeat it word for word back to him. This was the case with every lesson he gave you. Until everything I did on the farm was to grow the best crops ever, it was what he demanded of us. What are you growing? What tasks do you spend the most time on? Which direction are you growing? Or are you just putting in time? I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet. Thank you for listening. My quote for you to take home today, if you are not on task in the time that you have, you are just putting in time.